Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bart to Death. Today I'm bringing you a first. Um, this is a bittersweet, uh, melancholy day here at Bart to Death, but we are going to retire the radio intros. About 10 minutes ago, Colin uh, looked at me and he was emotional and heavy handed, but he he said, I don't want to do these anymore. They're hack. They're derivative. They're they're stale. They're white Wonder Bread. And um, he doesn't want to do them anymore. So we're not going to do the radio intros anymore. Call, tell him what you told me. You laid out, I mean, it was, it was a pretty elegant argument, but tell him what you told me and why you don't want to do them anymore. <laughs> Thanks for selling me out. <laughs> um, you had that whole spiel. A three-pronged argument. <laughs> well, you only caught three of my four arguments then. Um, yeah, they feel, I think derivative was the correct word there. They're, I don't think they're landing with people. I don't think they are. I don't think so either. Feel free to disagree, listeners. <laughs> thousands, all thousands of you. Feel free to email us and beg us to keep these radio intros. Yeah. In fact, Colin said... 50% of them utter failures, uh, alternating weeks. It was always, the failure was always the first and third week of the month. Um, <laughs> yours specifically, but I mean, Hey, I, you know, I'm batting a thousand, but that's, I mean, guys, I wish I could give you something good here, but it's just bad news and it's all from Colin. So I'm really sorry, but, um, you know, this is part to death. <laughs> Art to Death is a weekly storyteller's podcast. On Mondays, we bring you one-on-ones, Colin and Ryan sharing stories. On Thursdays, we bring you micro stories. Um, today, Colin is our weekly bard. He's got a story that I've never heard before. Maybe not many people have heard this one. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know the vibe. So my intro might have been totally inappropriate if this is a serious story. Colin, is it a serious story? <laughs> uh, no. Ooh, thankfully. Um, <laughs> any context we need, any background, anything to better prepare us? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm just going to jump in. Cool. And for for the record, Honesty Street, just Confession Alley, made up that entire intro. We, <laughs> we might keep doing radio intros. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, was, I was, yeah, I just figured I'd ask you after we were done recording, like if we were just going to go big next week. Because I definitely love the radio intros. Welcome! <laughs> winner, winner, winner! That's the, the little prize thing you used to play as a kid. <laughs> it's I like, just totally made that up. Yeah. I was just trying to think how I could get fresh with it. And I was like, oh, Colin, Colin wants to stop doing them. I know, and I, and I was thinking like improv, like say yes. So I just went with it. But, to the dress. But I was also kind of like, I really... This is not, I was like waiting for the joke. I was waiting for the radio <laughs> intro to pop up because I want, yeah, we have gotten great feedback on them. Have, have we? we? I don't know. <laughs> have we worn it out? I don't know. Maybe it's like the shtick is old. Maybe it's just beginning. Cause literally last week you said, we're going to start a radio intro one week where we don't yeah. stop. <laughs> I really wanted, I should have done that this week. That would have been great. Or um, we can come back next week. 
Yeah. So, and then I thought your bit was going to be, this is going to be super meta because we're just going to do what we say, but I thought next week we were just going to go hard on it. And just <laughs> we lie. should, we should do <laughs> we that. We can always cut this out yeah. or leave it in. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, I'm ready to roll on this. This is yeah. still barred to death and you're still <laughs> barred and this is your week and you have to impress everyone because a lot of people could be listening this week and thinking, you know what, if this week's not good, I'm probably off. I'm probably done with this podcast. So, but they might think if this is a good story, I'll keep listening. So no pressure. This is, I thoroughly hated living this story, but I mm. think it's going to be some great entertainment for y'all. Um, so I want to tell a story about my uh, time in academia. Um, I was working on my master's at Duke. Um, it was I would I got a master's of divinity degree. So this was for. Uh, this story takes place in the context of my church history class. Um, and for me, I guess I should just start by saying procrastination has always worked for me. I'm like one of those people that, you know, that the teacher's like, don't procrastinate, like, don't wait till the end. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good, Mr. Smith. And then I like, am going to totally wait. Um, so and it's, it's not a laziness as much as it is a, I just kind of like feeling the heat a mm, little bit. The rush. I've always been better, like in the paint, like a basketball player. I'm just like, <laughs> that's just where I operate. Like I, I played um, basketball shortly before I was cut from the team. Uh, <laughs> it's very <laughs> like social network of you. You're just, I'm going to stay up late and code through the night and exactly. I get this deadline. I, like I'm wired in, like he's wired yeah. in. Yeah. And I've like, and, and for me, I operate really well under pressure. And so mm. it's probably because like I'm a performer and a musician and I don't know, like that's, I'm great with that feeling. Um, and it's worked out really well and you know, yeah. I've, it's a good system for me. Um, you had so, your best ideas at the, um, at the heart, at the back doctor. What's the, what do you call oh a back gosh, doctor? Joe, this just broken out. What do you call it? A chiropractor. <laughs> you always had your best ideas at the chiropractor. You do work best under pressure. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> and the payoff wasn't even really worth it. Nah. And I it messed like it up. It was like a dad joke. <laughs> I, st I stumbled hard out of the gate. Oh, you're all out of alignment. Um, it's rough. So yeah. So for me, procrastination has always worked. So, I'm working on this paper uh, for church history and for a million reasons that were like, I think really legitimate at the time. Um, it's like halo and game feel. Um, <laughs> I am doing this the night before. Um, and so it's, it is a Sunday night. The papers due Monday at noon at 12 noon. And it's a 3000 word paper. How many and pages are we talking? 3,000 words, what would you say, Rye? What, like seven, eight? I think a I guess like maybe, just I, I guess 300? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a decent size paper. Eight to 10, seven to 10? Eight to 10, yeah. I, I That sounds about right. Um, you know, you copy. I know you mess with the margins. Yeah, you copy all the periods, increase them to 12, size 13. 12.5 font. <laughs> yeah, 12.5 font, 12.10 font. Um. At one point, you just threw in a massive picture of Barbaro, the horse who won the Kentucky Derby, and you're like, you "Yeah, he won't notice." You throw in the quote that requires like the separate, like the super long, like artifact quote. It takes like a paragraph. Just um, a random table of statistics. C figure A. 
Exactly. So, yeah. So I, I, I think the reason was like, so I worked, you know, so I'm in seminary essentially and worked at a church. So it's like Sunday was like a super long day. And I was like, Oh, I'll get, I'll get to it this afternoon. And like, I'd done like some of the legwork and I actually, it was a paper that I really enjoyed um, writing and was excited to write. It was on Bartolomé de, La, Bartolome de las Casas, hmm. the, um, who was 16th century kind of social reformer, uh, wrote a book called a short account of the destruction of the Indies, which is really interesting. Hmm. Um, and I actually titled, uh, one of the songs on my last record, uh, a short account of the destruction of the atheists in lieu of that, the, the reference did not land for most people, believe it or not. <laughs> and, uh, and where, where can we find that record? Is where, that on Spotify? <laughs> it is. Uh, I, yeah, it might still be on Spotify. I'm honestly not sure. Um, but all this to say, he was like the social reformer of, you know, you have this like, you know, this, this, the way evangelism was happening was, was incredibly forceful and, and essentially like the church would show up and say, you can accept Christianity or die. Um, and he was like, this isn't right. And, <laughs> and wrote about that from the, um, perspective of the Indians, uh, mm. in the West Indies. So this is like modern day Caribbean. Um, yeah. and yeah, I think became a Dominican friar like shortly after that. And he just kind of had this like safe haven to where like you could have religious freedom, but he was also like devout. So it was, I don't know, it was mm-hmm. cool. He's an interesting guy. And so I'm excited to write this paper and I'd seen a lecture on him, you know, recently and we could pick the topic. And so this is who I wanted to write about. And, um, it was just a long day and it's, so I, I'm like, okay, it's going to be an all nighter. Like I accept it's going to be an all nighter. I mean, Ryan, mm-hmm. you know that I'm a night owl. I'm yeah. very, I'm very comfortable operating in the space. Your next day is always like blown. Sure. Um, but, <clears throat> but there's a, there's a high to it because you know, that night you're going to crash and you're going to sleep and you're going to slumber. So you can kind of caffeine your way through that day of doom. Exactly. Um, and this is like one of the last, I think this is probably the last all nighter that I pulled. Um, Wow. For reasons I will share. Um, <laughs> so it's, I, I had like, uh, my grandfather's, uh, Stanley, um, thermos, like his, like mm, he was a classic. Yeah. He like worked on the trains and like in coal. Oh. So it was like literally like, like a coal miner Stanley. Um, yeah. and I, he had given me that. And so I had this thing and, uh, would brew like a full pot of coffee and pour it into it. And <laughs> so I had like a full pot of coffee. I brew it. It's, it's probably at this point, it's like seven or 8 PM. And I'm like, I'm going to go up to Duke's library. So obviously there's like different libraries at Duke for different schools. So the divinity school library is like amazing. It's like one of the best, um, theological libraries in the country. Um, but the, the Duke library, like where the undergrads are is also, it's even better. I mean, it's, it's massive. And you know, I went to a really small undergraduate school. Uh, and to me, it was like being in that library was pretty mind bending. Mm-hmm. Um, the system they had to get books, like this electronic system that like, you know, I mean, it was just like this whole, it was, it was really like a spectacle. So I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to go up to, I forget what the name of it was. If it was like the Lily library, I think it was the Lily library is what they called it. I'm going to go up to Lily and it's open 24 hours. Like, you know, find a good spot, post up. So I get in there around eight, eight thirty. And I've got like some basic notes. I've got the passion. It's like one of those papers that you have the passion for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of them you don't and you it's just a grind but for this one i was actually interested so i think that's why i wasn't that afraid of my plan um so i'm working i'm looking over my notes and i start writing and i'm like kind of cruising and i have like a basic i've never been an outline guy i've always been just kind of jump in and let it rip. dive in pen um, on paper yeah Pinsburg. like let the let the passion you know kind of take you there which for me has manifested it, itself into really poor endings of my papers <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of a disjunct feeling um so that was like something i really like intentionally worked on at duke was mm-hmm. like i'm gonna have a plan for every single yeah. thing i write um which is been invaluable for public speaking and discussions and sermon writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so all this to say, I, I have like a decent outline and I'm probably at this point, like a thousand words in and it's, you know, I'm, I'm probably a thousand words in. I think maybe I get to like 1200 and at this point. I mean, because I had done the planning and, you know, taken some real, some real time to kind of set the paper up, it's probably 3 a.m., so I work from like eight to three. Um, I was smoking cigarettes at the time. So <laughs> that was also like helpful was like, it was so like cool. coffee and cigarettes was like the thing to do, you know, and it was set like, off the fire alarm smoke, <laughs> smoking in the nonfiction <laughs> section. Uh, dude. Yeah. American spirits were huge at Duke. Oh yeah. I feel like everybody drank like super heavy, like IPAs and <laughs> smoked American spirits. Just vomited that night. <laughs> oh, it sounds heavy. So I'd gotten really into the American spirits and, you know, I'm like kind of going back and forth. I've got my coffee. So it's like, you've got the coffee buzz, like this, mm-hmm. I, you know, the cigarettes, like for me, like kind of like they suppress your appetite. They kind of keep you moving. It was very mm-hmm. much like, that was like my paper writing shtick was to do just like coffee and cigarettes power through 3am comes and it like kind of hits me. I had a long day at the church. Um, this may have been when I was working as a hospital chaplain as well, which is, which is kind of a whole other bag of stories. But, um, I was just, I got more, you know, really tired. I I was starting to crash, which is, which Mm -hmm. is not like me, um, for an all nighter. So I decided, you know, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to get my bearings. I'm going to get a few hours of sleep Mm. and I'm going to wake up early and, and crush this thing. Yeah. And just get one REM cycle in one REM cycle. That's all I need to just power through. And I go home and, um, I lay down you know, oh gosh, this is, <laughs> this is terrible. I lay down. I set like I set like four alarms. You know, because I'm already like par. You know, it's like if I have something big the next day, I always like go overboard on the alarms. I think I'd mm-hmm. set it for like six a.m., six thirty yeah. a.m. Um, but you only set one on your wedding day. Like that wasn't a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> what was you up with tool. that? Oh man. What a lame joke. Um, <laughs> I actually slept in your apartment the night before your wedding. So you did, yeah. I, I would know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so stupid. Do you remember? It was two days before your wedding. Ken just came. I, I don't want to spoil this story, but he comes over banging on the door, and we were terrified. <laughs> like, what are you guys still doing asleep? We got to yeah. go to Verizon. Yeah. <laughs> Police! Yeah, we've we've got to tell that story. That's such yeah. a funny Yeah, why story. did we have to go to Verizon, Ryan? Uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get to when it. When we get to it, we're we, we're we're saving that. That's that's a series. That's it's got to be. That's podcast finale. We're shutting down the pod. <laughs> Once we tell a story, we retire. That's it from work <laughs> from the podcast, and then 
from life. Um, and then we could both <laughs> secretly go start another podcast with someone else. <laughs> uh, You've been podding yeah, with someone really else? Funny. Uh, I, I think it's time we pod with other people. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the 21st century breakup you, line. I think it's time I potted. <laughs> you potted when we were potting? <laughs> Pod adultery? Like, <laughs> people listening in are like, are they talking about Keurigs? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee pod? All right. Um, all right. So, yeah, where was I? Three, three, three thirty. go down for a REM cycle, set, set 19 alarms. Yeah. The next thing I know... I come to and you just know. Oh, it's the second. It's the second Gasp. you wake up and you feel great. And when you have to get up early or you're staying up late and you, <laughs> and you wake feel up good. feeling great, something's wrong. You should not be. I didn't great. even need to look. I didn't even want to look at my phone to see what time it was because like the room was warmer oh, because no. the sun. <laughs> I just been down. just beating down through the window. I mean, it's just, and I'm like, I my heart just starts beating because I know boom, boom, boom. the end of this story already. Mm. And I flip my phone over. It is 11 a.m. Remind us what time class was. The pay, oh class paper. is class is happening. I've I have deci- definitively decided to skip class that morning to finish this paper. Papers due at noon. Oh, there's not a chance. This is my first year. Maybe maybe my second year. I think my first year seminary, like, <laughs> obviously everybody there is taking it very seriously, myself included. This is very, you know, I'm, I'm a solid student. This is very unlike me. And I'm, and I'm already like, I'm embarrassed. I'm freaking out. I'm scared. You got more sleep than you get on a normal night. <laughs> you ended up sleeping more. What's, yeah, what's 11 minus three? What, you seven? got like eight hours. Yeah, I got like an eight hour night, seven hour night. And <laughs> Dude, no, do you have yeah, a f- yeah, eight hours. Literally. Are you going to talk about how you actually miss the alarms? Because you, you, you sleep with white noise, right? A big fan? Uh, I, do, I, have, I have an air purifier uh, in the summers. In spring, in the winters, when it's colder, I have I do a humidifier. Both project a, a cool mist humidifier. Um, both have kept me single for an extremely long time. <laughs> and both, uh, yes, they, for lack of a better term, they're white noise. And I also have earplugs. I sleep with earplugs as well. Because when you grow up with brothers oh, yeah. and like sharing a room, it's just, yeah, you, you start doing that. Um, no wonder you miss the alarms. No, but that's still, like, that's not... Not only did I set my phone alarm, but I, I had like a classic alarm bell, and I can't tell you. I woke up and it was <laughs> I, I woke up and it was eleven a.m. So the thing I remember first is I don't have time to even pee. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. I can't have a morning drink of water. I can't make coffee. Like. I have to go straight into this. I have 1,800 words to write. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's physically impossible. And I just decide, all right, you really like procrastinating. This is it. Time to, time to prove yourself. You've got one hour to make this thing happen. And I already know it. I'm going to come in short, right? Like yeah. I've accepted, okay, it's going to be a 2,500 word paper. I got to keep it tight. And, um, our, actually this, this professor, uh, her name was professor Dorfler. Um, 
she would often say, uh, she had like a post-it or something like on the board and it was, uh, she, I think she just really understood the Duke, just, you know, a lot of like over intellectualized students just freaking out about assignments all the time. And she would always say finished is greater than, com- uh, completed is greater than perfect. She would say that mm. all the time to us. Yes. Um, like y'all just, You're just to- telling yourself that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, complete. okay, completed is greater than, you know, a, a C, which I've never gotten to see in my life is better than a, a zero or you just not turning it in. Right. Yeah. Um, or a D I guess in that regard. Um, and so I, I, and I'm actually, I'm at the desk that I'm on right now, Ryan, this is your old desk. I yeah. It it's my old you. desk yeah. from college. I bought it off of you. Uh, <laughs> and I pick up uh, my desk is just at this point, there's, there's, you know, cigarettes, there's a laptop, there's water, old water, you know, like you just like your desk accumulates like water cups, like empty water yeah. cups and, you know, like a recipe you wrote down from three years ago. Like it's just, like the house and signs, yeah. just the little girl leaving water cups everywhere. Yeah, it looks like the desk of like a public defender. <laughs> but like a, like a poor city yeah, yeah. lawyer, not like yeah. the high it's Madison like, Ave one. It's like Sandy Cohen's desk. <laughs> just, yeah. Just littered with just like a a baseball haven't thrown in years. <laughs> like an old mitt that still has oil and the rubber band around it. Yeah. When did you get Chinese? Just waiting. Seventy five. <laughs> I'm just waiting on my dad to show up <laughs> after being gone for twelve years so I can play toss with him. I'm kidding. My dad is very much around. Um I pick up my laptop and I do the move that I've only seen in movies where I take my like forearm and put it on one end, like, uh, like a, like give it the stiff arm and I sweep like a window wiper, you just clear it. a windshield wiper, everything off my desk. Boom. I throw under the ground and there's like some of the cups still have water and they're on the <laughs> carpet and I don't care. Like I need a power cord and my MacBook, and this thing's going to happen because I have somewhat of an outline a few quotes for each, you know, major section. Like I can make, I can write around these quotes and make this work. And I sit down, haven't even used the bathroom, haven't had a drink of water, nothing. Like all the morning, brush your teeth, all the morning routine stuff is gone. There's no coffee on. It's just, I like slap, I think I slapped myself in the face a couple times because I was like still really, you know, kind of like groggy and waking up. And it just was, a, I just realized that the day before was like a 20 hour day. It was just a super long day and I should not have done an all nighter out of a work day, you know, mm. like a full work day into an all nighter is a mistake. And I just start pounding on the keyboard. Like <laughs> frantic, I, I crazed mean, maniac. I'm just flying and I'm thinking, I'm just, I just honestly, like, <laughs> I just let the passion and like the, the things that excited me about the guest (laughs) lecturer that we had, like take over and some sort of something is like writing through me in this book. I just remember thinking like I'm flying through this and I just kept thinking like, it's going to happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm not even looking at the clock. Like, I think I may have set an alarm. Hopefully I would hear this one um, for 30 minutes, like write as much as you can in 30 minutes. And then you will have 30 minutes to edit, 
you know, cut, add, yeah, you know, because you can't just, I can't send this thing in blind. Um, Do you have to, you can email it. You don't have to physically bring it. No, 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 no. Yeah, everything's digital now. So it's, um, which, did you physically bring stuff to BU? Um, Not me turning stuff in, but when I had students, I required them to do hard copy because if you have 80, 18 year olds and you allow them digitally, 10 are going to be like, oh, no, I sent it, and they didn't do it, and they just want an extra day. And there's oh, no way you it. can prove they didn't. So, Got it. That was, I was that guy. I was basically Mr. Hand in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> You're right, Spicoli. Yes, this is our time. <laughs> great reference. That's so... <laughs> <laughs> just self, self-applaud. That was great, man. I, lo- I love it. Um, yeah, so this is not... Fast Times at Ridgemont High. This is... Bar to Death. This is Bar to dun, Death. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Play the intro music. And I, th- I think Duke had a... We had a system to where it was It was through like a portal. It wasn't an email. And yeah. if and if your timestamp wasn't legit, mm. they told us like, it's not turned in. That's good. Yeah. So um, I just start... I just start writing as fast as I can. And I... I actually had the Stanley on the ground because it was on my desk and it was knocked over. And at one point I thought like, I got to just, I got to grab it for just a swig of coffee. And I was like, don't do it. Like, just (laughs) no, it's still the beauty of the Stanley. It's still going. It's still hot. Um, But I'm like, I can't, I don't have time. Like I'm just, and I'm literally in my boxers period. Like that's it. I didn't get dressed. I didn't, I'm just sitting. You have to pee. I know you do. I, oh my gosh. Of course. Eight hours of sleep. That's the first thing you got to do. <laughs> um, I actually think at one point, so my, interestingly enough, I live with three other guys because uh, they actually very kindly gave me the master um, bedroom, hmm. which had like an on, like, you know, small, like ensuite. So I didn't have to like go leave my room for the bathroom. But because they did that and it was a bigger room and had the ensuite, the guy from downstairs who had like a half bath near his, it was like a, it was a three level house. He had like a half bath near his uh, bedroom. He would actually come up and would walk past the communal bathroom in the hallway and would walk into my room and would use my shower. So it was like two guys to each bathroom to like, Mm -hmm. that was their logic to like even it out. I also had to share both of my closets with the other two guys. So my room, which is like in hindsight, I would have been like, please don't give me the master. Like there was just at any point. Sure. Yeah. At any point there was just foot traffic in my room. And like, I think Paul like knocked and was like, Hey, like, you know, and he came through to use the bathroom and I was just like, I can't even, I didn't even like look at him. I didn't even, he's just like walked you know, behind me. I'm just like typing as fast as I can. And he's like, Colin's writing a novel and then he's going to kill me with an X. (laughs) That's how this story ends. All play and no, all work and no play (laughs) makes Colin. I'm just cranking out the typewriter scene from the shining. Um, (laughs) Just kept writing Stanley, Stanley, Stanley. So the paper gets finished. I hit maybe 2,600 words, and I have 10 minutes now to... I still don't know how you did that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it was nuts. I, I really was like... Was it coherent? Thank God for the outline. I have no idea if it's coherent. <laughs> I actually wanted to read over it before this. I didn't get a chance to. I'm going to I'm gonna have to bust it out um, and, and just see what it was like. 
And I do not feel good about it. It's 11.50 a.m. I do like the fastest read over. And when I, when I say read over, I mean, I, I made the decision my parenthetical citations are going to be wrong. Yeah. Um, they're not up to code. I don't know. I don't know. I guess M- MLA, <laughs> MLA, MLA was gone at that violation. point. What, what were we doing? We were doing the footnotes. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know what that is. Um, I can't remember. APA? Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Um, I think we were doing Chicago. Your editing is basically Which of course, like, to keyword searching curse words. You're like just making <laughs> sure there's none in there. Yeah, like I had gotten so I, I got so mad because I'd gotten so great with MLA in college. And it's I get amateur. why they bagged it. Like it's amateur. It's like you can the citation's there. It's like very disjoint. It like interrupts the flow of the narrative yeah. and all that stuff. But I just decide, like, I think I I decided this is not going to be an academic paper. I don't have time for that. It's going to be me. It's going to be a piece of me on the page because this guy's story, <laughs> I really like registered with Bartolome de las Casas' story and yeah. I'm just going to rip it. I'm just going to, you Your know, source, your footnote is dude, trust me. That's what it says <laughs> at the bottom. Um, yeah. The least amount of sources I've used on a paper. I think I had... <laughs> Yeah, like you've, I don't even remember what the suggest, suggestion or requirement was, but I wasn't, I wasn't that, that great. But what I did use, the quotes I did use, I thought were pretty, you know, spot on. So all this to say, I do like the fat, I do like a seven minute just glance over. I'm yeah. adjusting, you know, there's some, there's some pretty obvious mistakes. Like, you know, like I, I do the best I can. It's 11.57 and I'm like, all right, don't, don't mess with the clock here. Um, I actually have another story about submitting a paper from another state when I got down to the wire and I didn't factor in the time change. (laughs) So I'll I'll tell that story another time. Daylight Um, savings. (laughs) No. Yeah. I was uh, far enough away to where I was in another time zone, but I submit this thing. It's, it's literally, I think the timestamp is literally 1159 and some change, 12 seconds. Um, and I submit it. And it's out of my hands, which is the worst feeling because you want to do an all nighter and feel really good about it and turn it in. And like you it said, was worth like, it. Yeah, yeah. Like go hit Waffle House and then crash like on your yeah. way home. Um, and I am just terror. I'm in terror. And I'm like, do I, they call them preceptors at Duke. Like your TA is like, do I email my, my preceptor? Do I, his name was Tom Malay, and I remember this. How I remember how chill he was. He was very chill. Um, hands down, the most mellow preceptor I've, I ever had at Duke. And put him on the Pantheon with Ryan Frost, Brian <laughs> the Longboarder, Tom Malay, man, and and uh, and uh, Josh, my buddy Josh was in the precept with me. He would always say Malay on, <laughs> like the, like the <laughs> b- belay. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that climbing, I guess the climbing bit. Um, not an active climber personally. So <laughs> saw free solo. <laughs> and the, the, the worst part of this is then you have the decision of, do I read it after mm. it's been submitted? Oh no, no, no. Oh, so you're in the no camp. Oh no. You're just going to find stuff that you can't change. I'm in that camp too. I, I yeah. decided not to. Oh, and then of course you have three weeks to get it back. How long on average would you say? <sighs> I mean, at least one. It depends on the size of the class and length yeah. of the paper. I'm like, it's in Tom's yeah. court now. Like, did you ever? Did you think about bribing him and being like, "Hey, I need another hour here"? 
<laughs> I thought you meant like an actual like bribe. No, that's what I meant. <laughs> like the preceptor in seminary. Yes, I thought about bribing. Somebody. Toss him a coin or two. Um, a couple bucks. Um, <laughs> no, I did not think about any of that. <laughs> I just let it because I'm not going to be the guy that submits it and then is like, oh, I submit it too early. Yeah, I actually wanted to submit it late. <laughs> um. I let it ride. I I decide. I I start calculating. Right. I pull out the old syllabi. I'm like, <laughs> how much does an F set me back? Yeah. Like, what what do I need to get on the final? I start doing all those calculate. How many times have I shown up to the class? Let's talk about the ten percent for attendance. Um, and the class is heavily weighted towards oh, the papers. Naturally. So I'm like, Oh God. Um, so I'm like, I'm already preparing for the next paper. I'm already like, I'm going to be so on top of this next paper. I'm, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. It was the most stressful experience in my life. Um, which I think just goes to speak to how easy my life has been. Um, it has and, been. <laughs> so fast forward a couple weeks. Tom is like, hey, we're getting our papers back. Of course, at this point, I think Johnny, my buddy Johnny and Josh were both, it was the one precept. So it's like, you know, like 15. They did, I, I don't know how y'all did it, but it's like your precept you actually had to meet with outside of the 150 person lectures. And you like there, had to go to Waffle House with him. <laughs> He's lonely. It's for no, his no. well-being. But it was like another class. Like that's where you talked about oh, the readings. Like discussion sections. That was the discussion. Yeah, discussion yeah, sections. Yeah, we had those too. Okay. Yeah. And then that, that was like, you didn't interact with a professor ever on an individual yeah. level. Like, yeah, you interacted with the THD, PhD students. Um, and Tom is like, all right, I got your papers back. And at this point, Josh and Johnny are completely up to speed. I've told them the story like eight times, you know, and I'm like, for, for me, the really, the, the part of the story I really like to tell was the sweep of the desk. Cause I'd never done anything <laughs> like that. And it was, kind of it was like while i was doing it i was like oh my god i can't believe i let this happen this is the worst and then i was kind of like man this is so cool i've never swept a it's desk before. <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah i felt i felt like a like a i don't know like a chief of police who's like angry at his lead <laughs> detective so he rips everything off his desk i need pictures of spider-man yesterday <laughs> uh <laughs> Commissioner, we have a serious crime problem in this city. I want his face now. <laughs> Who that's is he? That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm J.K. Simmons and <laughs> the Toby Mac Spider-Man. Um, and they're both like just ready to watch me fail. It's like, you know, that moment where you're, you're like mm. your buddy's down and you just kind of, you want to, you're like a little concerned about him, but mainly you want to just laugh at him and kick him. Yeah. And I think that's like the speed they were on was like, oh, how bad's it going to be? And we get the papers back and it's like face down. I, I immediately throw up my bag. I, I don't even want to look at it. Yeah. But I'm also kind of like, oh, I just can't wait. So I'm like, I have to know. And, um, you know, we leave the class and Josh and Johnny have like looked at theirs, you know, and they're like, dude, I, how'd you do? How'd it go? Um, like, did you like, how bad is it? is I think what one of them said, like, how bad is it? And I'm like, I haven't looked. I can't look. Like, I'm not trying to, like, blow this class right now um, and potentially my academic career here. Um, and I pull out the paper, and I'm like, all right, let's see. And I, I, had, I had folded it in half, like hot dog style. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Um, flip it open. And the first word I see in red oh, man. is the word trenchant with an exclamation mark. 
Okay, that's a niche word. Trenchant. And it seems positive. Where's your professor from? <laughs> this is Tom Malay, man. Malay on. Um, Vigorous or incisive in expression or style. Having a sharp edge. There it is. Having a sharp edge, yeah. Because I Googled piercing. it. I Googled it as well. Um, <laughs> piercing, yeah. And I'm like, it's written, the way he wrote it, with an exclamation mark, is like, it's a positive thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, well, you know, this is bad. I'm thinking this is really bad. He put a heart over, <laughs> there's no I, but I, he would have figured out where to put the heart. <laughs> and I got, I kid you not, a 97. You son of a gun. <laughs> No one likes you who's listening right now. To this day, you must- <laughs> the highest grade I got at Duke on a paper, <laughs> I, I, I never topped it. Maniacal, free form, <laughs> just crazed man. I got close to topping writing. it once later, but I never beat the old 97. It was just the deluded riffing <laughs> of a crazy person. And I f- I'm flipping through this paper which I haven't read. <laughs> like yeah. he's Tom read it before I did. And there's nothing but good things that he's written. <laughs> he can't find one flaw. And he keeps and he pulls me he comes he's he you know we're still kind of hanging outside and he's walking outside and he says, "Hey man, that was a fantastic paper." <laughs> You didn't bother with structure or syntax said, or citations. Said, Tom, it seemed like there may have been a few issues. You know, I'm not arguing with you, but there may have been a few issues like, and he's like, I don't care about citations. He's like, <laughs> I lucked out with this. He's like, I don't give a rip, dude. He's like, the material's great. And he said, if you wrote like this every time, mm. you, I mean, you'd be golden because there was, he said, I, he said, don't take this the wrong way, but you're usually over the word limit mm. and there's, there's some fluff. You were under the word limit here. It was super. Sounds like part of death. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You were super. (laughs) That was good. You're super structured. You're super tight. Your argument was clear and concise. I wasn't left wondering, like, you know, there was no mystery to it. I just knew exactly where you were and I was with you. And I was, (laughs) it was like a laser. It was like laser focused. Oh my gosh. And I said, imagine that. I don't even know what I did differently. What got into me? (laughs) What got into me? Of course, at this point, Josh and Johnny are so mad. They're like, oh. they're like, you gotta be kidding Seething. me. Seething. They're, they're like, this kid just lucked out. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they just like walked away immediately. I think they were just super bummed. Johnny like later tried to replicate that experience and just like vomited <laughs> everywhere just, just, for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Johnny's listening to this right now. He probably is. Josh is way behind on the pod, so we can make fun of him. And well, we'll reference him when he catches up. All this to say, I get a 97. Next paper comes around. Same oh, class. Wow. I am weeks ahead of schedule. <laughs> I am uh, just... Whiteboard. I am a fine-tuned, well-oiled machine. I'm taking time. I'm taking hour and a half, you know, every you Tuesday. You think tank. Yeah. I go got, through, like, your plan. <laughs> got, like, a Silicon Valley pitch happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've somehow, like... Good leased, reference. I've, yeah, I've leased out, like, some sort of Facebook office replica. I've got, like, <laughs> things written on a whiteboard. Somewhere I'm, I'm doing my work on a beanbag. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just humming on this. I'm weeks Wearing ahead. Oculus VRs for some reason. <laughs> it's kind of hard to type, but it helps. I, I tell myself the next paper, which is the third paper. That was the second is due a week before 
Like this is mm. due one week prior. That's what I tell myself. And I hit I'm the bad. deadline a week. Now I get to Boom. take a few days off, reread it a few days later, one final read, adjust a few things, send it in. That's what mm. I do. Fantastic. I learned my lesson. 98. That's what you're getting. I get back the third paper, this, the, I guess in the story, oh. the second paper. 85. Weak. Preceptor. He couldn't understand what you were saying. Too much fluff. 80 freaking five. Yikes. At bar to death, that is not an acceptable grade. I'm a straight A student. I'm like that might super be, bummed. That might be on a different podcast, but around here we, <laughs> we get A's. Yeah, like growing up in my house, you could not get a C. I mm. like my dad was an English teacher. Like they like my parents just agreed, like no C's. C's are not allowed. And if you get a C, they'll stop paying for college. Like that mm. was like the that was the deal. <laughs> It was super intense. Heavy stakes, yeah. It was heavy stakes, yeah. So it was like, we, we, went, we went hard in my family. And, and C means average. I just want to pause and say that. Like in the Not academic, in modern America. Not in modern America. But when you look up like the rubric, yeah. the American rubric, C means you are average. It's true. <laughs> so like we are all hellbent on being not one letter grade above average, but two. Which I'm not. I'm not two letter grades above average in life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the bell curve should put most people at like a B minus. <laughs> if I'm yeah, doesn't. if I'm like above average in anything, it's like music, maybe storytelling. It's not church history. <laughs> like anyway, that rants over. Um, and Tom has written on my 85, my you know B whatever paper. I think it was maybe a B minus, like 84. Um, like what happened? <laughs> He actually wrote, what happened? Question what mark. happened? He's like, not a bad. You were pa- the chosen one. <laughs> He's like, dude, not a bad paper, but not great. Like, mm, what happened? Average. What what changed? He said, I'm actually curious what changed. I tell Tom the story. At this point, I've got nothing to lose. You know, the grades are in. And he's like, you should do what you should replicate that every time it's like his his response to this whatever you did i've literally not only did i get a full letter grade lower on the next one i never beat a 97 on anything else 95s 96s that was it the closest you came to the sun icarus closest i can unless of course it was like you know a hundred or a zero like one of the participation things but on like the real the real papers it was anyway that's the story of the highest grade i got in seminary and three I, quick follow-up questions hit me what was the time between you waking up and your fingers typing the first words <laughs> realistically how much time do you think passed it felt like 10 minutes it was probably 30 seconds <laughs> how how is one's brain the only thing i can think of doing when i wake up is making coffee <laughs> I don't know how your brain went straight into De La Casas. Oh, I didn't want to. Um, it, it was kind of like the scene where Cooper takes NZT for the first time in Limitless, which yeah. I know we referenced. In a lot the of Limitless time. references. A lot on, of Limitless. And he's like cleaning. His, it's like the montage of him cleaning his apartment and organizing things. It's like furniture is like changing. He's becoming yeah. more attractive. Like that's, that's <laughs> like tan. what I, yeah, yeah, his hair is like ponytails gone. Like that's what I felt like. I literally just, the world became blurred and like yeah. the only thing that was focused was like me and my macbook 30 listeners seconds. you cannot take nzt but you can take btd 
You can take a healthy <laughs> dose of BTD every Monday and Thursday. Every and and Thursday. I don't know, maybe you'll become Bradley Cooper. <laughs> We'd all be so lucky. Um, second, did you at any point, I, I would pull the nuclear option, be like, I'm, this is going to be 24 hours late. I'll take the pen, the late penalty. It'll probably be, what, a letter grade. I'll write oh, a really good paper today, and I'll just get a B instead. Um, mm. Did you think about taking the late penalty, or was that an option? I mean, it's always an option, right? Like, you know, uh, Yeah, I don't know what, what the late penalty was. Was it like 10 points off? The truth is, uh, and I'm not like saying this to say how cool i am because it'll do the exact opposite (laughs) i've never i've never i've never turned in anything late literally in my life like to a fault where you i maybe well in this case i wouldn't have gotten in higher grade but i think in other cases i definitely should have and i didn't and i didn't do as well but um yeah i've never i have always ignored that part of the syllabus (laughs) i'm like "Ah, it's just not gonna be late not an option i to me like you have to be the people who turn in things late, like in, in, in school, in my book, like, and this is like, just, I got this from my dad. This is just my dad talking. I'm sure are like, you're homeless. You're, oh you that are is offensive to our homeless listeners. Uh, something horrible happened that night. You were in a, I mean, someone died. Someone had to have died for you to turn yeah. in the paper late. It's like how I was raised. Um, so no, I've never, I didn't think yeah. about it, man. I would have. I guess I should have. I should have made that coffee. Had just a twenty-four hour writing period and gotten like an eighty-five. Well, <laughs> had I had I not done the outline and the some of the legwork, and I mean, I had twelve hundred words. That's not nothing. No, that's fair. You had a good start, a healthy start, and you knew where you were headed. Yeah, 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 yeah. The intro is the hardest part. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, for sure. And they, if anything, this is just a testament to like. Pay more attention to outlines. Yeah. No, they're lifesavers. Final question. What's the lesson? Is there a lesson we take away about merit? (laughs) Because this would, you know, the conventional wisdom holds work hard, do things in advance, plan it out. You'll get the 98. Slouch, do it at the last minute. You'll get the 95. (laughs) But this, this totally shoots a hole in that narrative that, not only we are told, but it, oftentimes we live and turns out to be true. Was this a one-off or is there something uh, more enduring that we can take away from this? This kind uh, of lesson about question. success and, and mediocrity. You know, there's a, um, we're having a, a blogger. Uh, I'm having a blogger come to speak to uh, this group that I run, these young adults. And um, she's a great writer and I love her blog. And she said, uh, what did she say the other day about the stories and the lies she like wrote, you know, like a post about like the stories and the lives that we tell, like tell ourselves. And in a lot of cases just live by because we've been told they're true and you have to live this way. This is how you do things. You go to the four-year college, you get the, you know, I mean, whatever the story is. Um, and she kind of like asked like what, stories or lies do you have what narratives have you just accepted as true that you have kind of just running on your hard drive to where you're not really thinking about you know do i have to do it this way and for her it was like specifically about like if you are a mom you stay at home 
Like that's what being a mom is. You don't work. And she lo- like really likes her work and she has figured out a way to like have a full-time job and like a successful career and a successful blog and be a great mom. And so it's different for everybody, I think. But for me, yeah, that story of like, and I don't think this, we should point to this as like the reason for it, but that of like, oh, you have to do it this way and you have to do even an outline or you have to, I don't know, like that's, that kind of stuff did not get me to Duke, <laughs> I guess in short, yeah. like, yeah, like I have my own system and like my sometimes like erratic, I guess, like ill-prepared things like work for me. And if I'm super prepared and I think I get too into my head, I think is what happens. Mm. And like too much hyper analysis. Yeah. Just, yeah. Too much. Yeah. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Sometimes you deviate from the recipe and the bottle of cumin that you knocked over that somehow found its way into the cast iron skillet enhances the dish. Exactly. Well, yeah. And I think there's like, so there is like, an, you know, such thing as like an efficiency threshold where mm-hmm. like once you reach more than like whatever, eight hours or whatever it is on like a task, I don't know what the, it's not like a universal number. You're whatever, be, whatever gains come after that, like dim, yeah. you know, diminish yeah. um, with every passing hour. And for me, like, I can sit down for 10 hours and work on a website or whatever, you know, whatever the project is and get completely lost in it. I do that often with this podcast of like editing and like tinkering. And at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know if like the 80% rule, like 80% of the, you know, 80% of the, of the quality can be achieved in 20% of the time. And Mm. I think sometimes it's like, man, if I just stuck with that initial thought or that initial drive I had when I heard that lecture to, to write the paper, I would have done a lot better than to overanalyze and use too many sources and it's longer than it needs to be. And Mm. you just put too much work. I think it's possible to overwork something. Yeah. What if the Beatles thought about and recorded and re-recorded and re-re-recorded Sgt. Pepper for like a decade and then they released Sgt. Pepper in 1980 and for 15 years, they just kept tweaking it. It probably would have been terrible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean like, and it's, I'm not saying like, you know, art needs to be rushed at all. But like, I'm even thinking about like the, this is a deep track, but like the Duplass brothers first movie, it was like a short movie or whatever. Puffy chair. Well, yeah, that was actually their first feature. But the thing that got them into Sundance was like a five minute, just uh, recorded on a tape, you know, and it was a, it was a Mm. voicemail. It was like, they literally, Jay literally said, Mark literally said to Jay, I'm going to the store. I'm getting tape a blank tape so we can make a movie. And when I come back, have the script ready. And he he was like, (laughs) he had this idea of like, what if you were trying to record your voicemail and you have like a mental breakdown while, Mm. because you can't get it right. And it's, I think it's literally called like wait for the beep or something, or Hey, Mm. it's John. It's titled something like that. They make it in, they shoot it in one take, record it in five minutes. They submit it to Sundance. It wins Sundance. As like wow. this super funny, yeah. You looking up the title? Let's get the right title. Yeah, I think it's like, "Hey, it's John" is the title, and it ends. It starts with him like trying to do it, and then he's like, you know, like it gets introduced that like him and his girlfriend had just broken up within the voicemail, and then it ends with just yeah. him crying hysterically. This is John. This is John. Yeah, and it's like when you read the, their book and they talk about it, it's like this took one hour and it was like a surge of adrenaline. Like we're doing it right now. And it was great. Doesn't Mm. always work out that way, but yeah. 
Faulkner said he wrote the sound in the fury in like two weeks while working his night security shift. Um, he said he just sat there throughout the night and wrote it in like two weeks. Now, is he being a hundred percent honest? Who knows? But Mm. he clearly didn't spend five years writing it. So, um, yeah. And then you hear about like Foster Wallace writing infinite jest so intensely over a keyboard that he's sweating into the keyboard that he, and so he starts wearing a headband (laughs) to like stop himself from sweating and he's doing that for months on end. Yeah. Yeah. The TLDR is that you probably shouldn't like intentionally sit down to like rush things at the last second. Like you, if you tried to manufacture this scenario intentionally, you probably would not have gotten the ninety-seven. Not at all. But it was, the, it was the fear. It was the panic. Exactly. You can't manufacture that. But sometimes the authentic things we deem negative could produce something quite astounding. I like it. Mm. So, listeners, procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go to work tomorrow. Or go late. I don't care. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many teachers I've had who literally have said or like one of them wrote on the board like procrastination does not work. She just wrote that. <laughs> and I'm like that's not true. It works that's, today. <laughs> that's just not true. It has served me so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um listeners if you have procrastination stories yes. send them in. Let close, us Yeah, if you have close call submission close calls. stories, yeah. Yeah, we all went to school for at least 12 <laughs> years. So uh, more than that, I don't know why just 12. <laughs> I think you definitely go to more than 12 grades, right? Yeah. Ah, no, Pre-sc- I mean, high school. Preschool, kindergarten. Yeah. Some college, maybe. Some college. Um, yeah. my Bardites, thank you for tuning in. This was a fantastic story call. I was not bored to death. Mm. And I totally still really disagree with your idea to scrap the radio intro, but we'll keep talking about that. Um, <laughs> love this story. It had highs. It had lows. It had a great conclusion. I'm going to sign us off. Is that cool? Do it. Cheers. We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, bardtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at bardtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Apshabair, and this has been Bard to Death. There's war and there's nature. What's it for, legislator, when my thoughts are so obscene? There's peace in your headlights, the mother's got seven daughters and sons, each one is a struggle.